from the opera Turing Dot. I will conquer, I will conquer. Welcome to Healthy Vision, the talk radio show that helps you conquer your vision loss. Dr. Edward Condrett is a board-certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor, author of seven best-selling books. Healthy Vision is dedicated to bring you the latest information for a lifetime of healthy sight and to help you conquer your eye problems. And now your host, Dr. Edward Condrett. Hello, everyone, and uh, thank you for joining me on uh, the new Healthy Vision. And um, I love that introductory music. I heard that for 22 years when I was doing Healthy Vision on KFNX Radio. That's from the opera Torendot. And the Ventro Ventro is I Will Conquer, I Will Conquer. And that's the purpose of uh, the new Healthy Vision, to help you conquer your vision problems. And Today, I'm very excited. Uh, my guest is Dr. Mitch uh, Fleischer. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, we both studied uh, homeopathy together at the Hahnemann Homeopathic uh, College in California. And he's been kind enough to join us uh, to talk about restoring eye health, uh, not only with homeopathy, with nutraceuticals, peptides, and exosomes. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Fleischer, Thank you so much. Good morning, Dad. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. You're a little, your volume is a little low. Um, okay. Is that better? Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm, I, maybe I have a hearing problem. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Is that any better, Ed? Yeah, a little bit better, a little bit better. Okay. Uh, folks, um, I'm going to, we're going to have a little talk in the beginning, and then uh, Dr. Fleischer is going to open it up uh, for questions, and you can communicate with him either by raising your hand, there's a little icon down below, raise your hand, uh, or uh, type something in the Q&A, or use the chat. So, Mitch, um, we both have a passion for homeopathy, uh, and I, I think that's kind of like our approach in treating uh, uh, chronic disease, the homeopathic approach. So I wonder if we could begin just by sh sharing with us um, how you got interested in homeopathy and um, a little bit about your homeopathic experience. Well, thanks, Ed. Uh, I got interested in homeopathy actually in my the first semester of medical school uh, at, um, at Stanford. And I had already, already been interested in holistic medicine since I was about 17 years old, because I read my first, my girlfriend gave me uh, John Lust's uh, Herbal on American Medicine, Herbal Medicine, the first book on naturopathy. And I got turned onto it back then. And I thought I was gonna go into, after studying nutrition and herbal medicine, uh, I thought I was going to get going to traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, but um, after my experience, first experience with acupuncture, getting needles in my 
the top of my feet. I said, how can I do this to kids? It hurts too much. So, and when I was at Stanford, um, uh, I met a bunch of other students who are also uh, inclined towards holistic medicine. And, and you know, Palo Alto Menlo Park was like a hotbed of holistic medicine back then in the, in the 70s. And uh, we recruited some people to come speak. I, did, I actually put together a, an after hours course in introduction to holistic medicine. And one of the speakers we brought was Dr. Bill Gray. And Bill Gray oh, was interesting. the father yeah. of, yeah, Bill, was, Bill was, the, was the father of the Renaissance of, of American homeopathic medicine after studying with Voltokos. And he and I were close friends. Actually, I arranged to do a preceptorship through the family, uh, Department of Family Community Preventive Medicine at Stanford with him for three solid months during the summer between my first and second year of medical school. And after doing that, I was sold. After seeing him, treating people, a woman with Huntington's chorea and stabilizing her, treating a woman with a, a steroid-dependent asthma and getting her off the steroids, I, I was blown away and uh, decided, okay, this is what I wanted to dedicate my life to. And I spent the next few years uh, going up every weekend and seeing patients with him. And uh, also that's when the Herring homeopathic uh, uh, group got together with uh, Nancy Herrick and Roger Morrison and all those folks. And I would go up and study with them. It was really wonderful. And, uh, that, and I, I was off and running in my homeopathic career, precepting and studying. And then you and I went to school together. It's 30 years ago now. <laughs> yeah. we went to the Hahnemann College. But I'll tell you what, that was, a, that, that was a great time. I mean, you know, I traveled all the way from uh, Pennsylvania every month for a long weekend. And that yeah, was probably so the most I. exciting. I came from, exciting, I came from Richmond. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the most exciting time in my life learning homeopathy. I says, oh my God, I'm finally learning how to truly heal disease with homeopathy. Yeah, that, was that was wonderful. And what I did was um, I would come the day before the Hahnemann College class and, and spend a whole day with Bill Gray, seeing patients with them. And then the day after I would spend with Roger Morrison and Eric Zaharik and John Anderson Shore and I would see patients with them. Uh, so I figured if I'm going to fly that far <laughs> every month, I must have got the best of it. It was a very, very good experience. And it's been, you know, I love homeopathy as you do. Uh, constitutional homeopathic medicine is the most powerful bioenergetic medicine in the world, as far as I'm concerned. And I've studied acupuncture and Ayurveda and a lot of the systems. But I found that, you know, it works extremely well when combined with other therapies. You have to detoxify the body because we live in a, a more and more toxic environment. Nutraceuticals are extremely important to nourish the body because the quality of our food is not as good. And then adding in things like uh, medicinal peptides that support the system's communication with cell to cell and exosomes, which are like very powerful peptides. And then adding a microcurrent therapy like you do, which is amazing. And I, my experience of microcurrent therapy is like homeopathic application of electricity. It's really amazing. Yeah. And all, uh -huh. of, those, all of those modalities together uh, stimulate the body's ability to heal itself, which God gave us the ability to do if we treat it right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's nice. There are some cases where the homeopathic remedy will work alone without uh, any other modality. But because um, our society is so toxic, uh, you know, heavy metal poisoning, poor diet and nutrition, uh, a lot of suppression from years of using uh, petropharmaceutical drugs, you know, people just, I think people were a lot more healthy uh, back in the early 1900s and late 1800s. Absolutely. I mean, oh, totally. 
you know, they weren't exposed to all the Wi-Fi, uh, all the cell phones, all that energy, which disrupts uh, the, uh, the bioelectric mm. field of the body. We're exposed mm. to so much more toxicity just in the last few decades than our forebears were, mm. for sure. You know, I find something interesting uh, that in 1850 to 1920, macular degeneration did not exist. Can you believe that? Uh, Helmholtz uh, discovered the ophthalmoscope in 1850, and doctors were recording all sorts of retinal pathology, but there was one case of macular degeneration. So macular degeneration is a disease of uh, modern society due to heavy yeah. metals, uh, our diet, pollution, and things like that. I find that so fascinating. Mycotoxicity, bad mm -hmm. attitudes. <laughs> Yeah, it, so, you know, uh, people are not nourishing themselves in body, mind, and spirit like they need to. So um, I think most of the uh, listeners are curious about the peptides and uh, exosomes, and that's a topic that I'm really not that familiar with e either. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how you approach a patient with the chronic disease, how you incorporate homeopathy, what are exosomes, what are peptides, and how you utilize them. Sure. Well, first of all, my predominant modality is constitutional classical homeopathy. So I like to understand my patients. All right. Physically, Two thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. In, in, in fact, you, in order to truly heal anybody, you really, you really have to understand them deeply to understand what are the issues that are going on with them. And oftentimes, um, people just come in with the symptoms and it's on the surface. But in order to truly heal anybody, you have to stimulate them from the center of their being, from the core of their being. And homeopathy is the main way in which you do that. And it, homeopathy helps you understand your patients more profoundly than any other system of healing. That's why I was concerned, having studied a lot of the different kinds. Uh, then I found, I find that so many of my patients uh, have illnesses due to uh, toxicity. Like so many of the patients we're seeing these days with long COVID, chronic COVID syndrome, who have been poisoned by the wire weapon. Uh, I mean, their immune system have crashed. And in those cases, homeopathy is essential. Now, I found that homeopathy is fantastic for treating COVID acutely and getting over it. I have, a, I have a slew of patients that got over it very quickly with phosphorus and gelsimium and other homeopathic remedies. But then when they've had the combination of having the illness themselves getting over it and then being forced by their employers or the government to take the vaccine, then their immune system crashes within hours, mm -hmm. days, or weeks, and then they need more to support their system. And in those situations, I found that medicinal peptides, uh, nutraceuticals, and, and uh, the detoxification methodologies are extremely important. Now, peptides, to give people a baseline, a peptide is a segment of protein, essentially. It's a string of amino acids. And the human body actually we now know there's over 7,000 naturally occurring peptides in the human body. And they are essentially human communication messenger molecules. That is the different organs and systems of the body secrete peptides to stimulate other cells to do what they're supposed to do. And it's very, very different than allopathic orthodox medications that force the body to do what it wouldn't ordinarily do and replace some symptoms with other symptoms. That's not the case with peptides because they're human communication molecules. The body already recognizes them and knows what to do with them. And they say, oh, thank you. I needed that. Now I can go to bed and, 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 and 
do the appropriate metabolic balancing. For example, there's a, a peptide called BPC-157, which stands for body protection compound. It's a 15 amino acid, uh, a pentadectic peptide that is produced in the lining of our stomach. All of everyone produces it. And it is extremely important, one, for stimulating stem cell production in the body, helps musculoskeletal problems, but its main job is to heal the whole lining of the GI tract and to keep the decrease inflammation, to heal uh, ulcerations, any damage from what we do to ourselves from eating things. And it's normally produced in pulses. And I've used it for treating gastritis, helicobacter pylori, um, ulcerative colitis, um, uh, Crohn's disease, and it's absolutely fantastic for celiac disease. Celiac disease is a, a gluten allergy that's, that's actually an autoimmuneness that severely injures the lining of the GI tract and also can injure the other parts of the body by stimulating auto, other autoimmune diseases like autoimmune thyroiditis, uh, cerebritis, uh, hepatitis, you name it. And I found so that- So these, uh, these peptides are um, naturally occurring in, in the human body. They're naturally occurring. So and the what, beauty uh, of it what, is- what, No, what causes um, them to- uh, you know, be, be decreased in the body or what causes an absence? Because I'm, I'm assuming that when there's a change in these peptides, you have a, a, a physical problem. Exactly. Like a lot of people who have chronic gastrointestinal problems have a deficiency in the production of BPC-127 in their gut. Other people uh, uh, have, who have immunological problems may have deficiencies in some of the thymic peptides. When we were little kids, we had this big, big gland in our chest called the thymus gland. And its job is to produce a whole range of immunopeptides, immunologically active peptides. Um, and these thymic peptides are critically important for helping us fight off infections, cancers, and other things. And there's about 200 of them. The three most important are thymulin, thymus, uh, thymus and alpha-1, and thymus and beta-4. And thymulin and thym uh, thymus and alpha-1 uh, stimulate the ability of the immune system to put out appropriate amount of, of, of effective white blood cells to fight infections, whether it's bacteria, viruses, or fungi, and our cancer cells. And thymus, uh, thymus and beta-4 is important for controlling inflammation and preventing scarring or sclerosis. So they all work together synergistically. And when we have chronic infectious or inflammatory or malignant diseases, we have deficiencies in these. But also as we get older, the thymus gland involutes. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So by the time we're about 45, 50 years old, it's hardly producing any of those things at all. And we found that by giving these peptides back, we can then re-stimulate the immune system and help it function better. Fortunately, over the last two decades, the uh, technology has developed to be able to um, produce bioidentical human peptides. So we can make exactly the same molecule as BPC, as thymulin, as, as, as TB4, all of these different peptides. And the pharmaceutical, uh, the, the compounding pharmaceutical industry, which is separate from big pharma, they produce really fine, high quality products that I've used for the last several years with remarkable results. And now, some can, of you measure, can you measure uh, peptide uh, deficiencies in the body? Is there a test? They're not, they're not specific tests for the peptides yet because they exist in such mm -hmm. incredibly small amounts. That technology hasn't quite been developed yet, but we, we, we treat according to symptom patterns. Like when you have someone come in and you see by their uh, history and physical and their laboratory that they're definitely immunodeficient, you can do CD4 and all the rest of those studies. 
then you know by giving them the peptides, especially the thymic peptides, aminopeptides are going to help. Also, in patients that come to me for memory deficits, uh, for um, early onset or later dementia, or peripheral neuropathies like nervous nerve problems, we know that there are certain peptides that help to heal the uh, nerves in the body, in the brain, and the peripheral nerves that are very effective. ARA uh, uh, 290, dihexa, the cerebral lysin. So there's a whole range of them that have been studied all around the world. Uh, and well, uh, so, so let's take set- uh, let's take let's take uh, patients with eye problems because most of the people on this webinar have eye problems. So if you look at mm-hmm. macular degeneration, glaucoma, or some other eye problem, are, are there specific peptides uh, that can help? Yeah. Well, in addition to, you know, when I have a patient present to me with uh, an ophthalmological problem, um, usually they've been to their eye doctor already and, and they don't like the, the, what they're being treated with or it's not helping. Uh, and I, I actually have treated a lot of macular degeneration. I use a combination of constitutional homeopathy because you use, need that as a base to stimulate your body's ability to heal itself. And then I use a specific nutraceuticals that I found to be extremely effective. Uh, one is called astaxanthal, which is a combination of um, very potent lipophilic, that is fat-loving um, uh, bio, uh, bioflavonoids that are able to penetrate the blood eye barrier. That's extremely important. You just can't take any regular antioxidants or grapeseed extract or uh, or ginkgo or things like that because those are are hydrophilic, they're water-soluble and they don't penetrate the eye. You need one that's very highly bioavailable and this one is made of three different highly bioavailable, long-acting potent um, uh, fat-soluble antioxidants. So it gets into the eye and helps protect the retina and repair the retina from uh, oxidative stress. I also use a supplement uh, called uh, Brilliant Vision, which is a broad spectrum eye supplement that's meant to help the whole eye. We, we know, a lot of people don't know that the, the eye, you and I know this, is, is a very interesting embryological organ in that it's a combination of both the uh, mesenchymal uh, uh, composed tissues, the front of the eye, and the back of the eye is an extension of the developing brain, the diencephalon. So the, uh, the retina is actually ext- like an extension of the brain. So you need components that help the nerve tissue and, uh, and things that help the retina also help the brain, interestingly. So um, this is a, a supplement that helps the whole eye. Uh, so I use those together and I'll use them in combination with, uh, depending on what caused the macular degeneration. If it's um, uh, someone who uh, has... Uh, had a terrible diet and a lot of toxicity. I'll give them detox, detoxification programs. Now I'm uh, recommending that they get the microcurrent therapy after studying uh, the, the information that you sent me. That's fascinating. Um, and the kind of peptides that work best for the eye are the BPC-127, um, uh, also uh, thymosin beta-4. We can have them made up as eye drops that could be very effective. Uh, in addition, the when you have macular denudation, this is affecting the neurons of the eye. And there are specific supplements that have been found to be extremely important to nourish the, 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 both the gray matter in the retina and the brain, and also the optic nerve, which is a myelin sheath, it's white matter. Uh, there was this brilliant scientist, Dr. Uh, Diane Goodenow, discovered over the last 20 years that the main component 
of neural tissue that hadn't been known before. It's a special kind of a fatty acid called plasmalogens. Most people don't know what those are. They're essentially a special kind of phospholipid of which most of the neural membranes are made. And actually the lungs and the heart and the, and the liver are too. And uh, the body normally produces these plasmalogens inside these little organelles in our cells called um, peroxisomes. But as we age, uh, it, these peroxisomes don't function as well, don't produce as much. And also due to chronic toxicity, uh, due to EMF, due to, uh, due to uh, oxidative stress, a number of things will help injure those uh, very important organelles. And Dr. Goodenow and his associates throughout the world, first they discovered that you need these plasmalogens in order for the nerves to be able to fire correctly, to have good impulses. And then they created a special supplement that would stimulate the brain and, and the other parts of the body to produce it. So I give these two products, there's one product, it's an omega-3 uh, phospholipid plasmalogen called um, Prodrome Neuro, and that nourishes the gray matter of the retina and the eye helps repair them and rebuild the membranes so they function better. And then there's one called Prodrome Glia, which is an omega-9 uh, phospholipid plasmalogen that helps repair the myelin sheath and the white tracks. So the optic nerve gets repaired, the, the, the conduction pathways in the brain get repaired, the peripheral nerves in the body get repaired. And I've seen amazing results combining these two supplements, uh, Prodrome Glia, Prodrome Neuro, with other nutraceuticals like astaxanthin, brilliant vision, and then constitutional homeopathy and the peptides for repairing macular degeneration, uh, uh, uveitis, retinitis, other conditions uh, with very gratifying results. Yeah, so it sounds like this would be a good combination, um, you know, like you said, with using it with homeopathy and also with microcurrent, you know, adding Absolutely. the uh, low level electrical stimulation to kind of uh, support tissues and to you know, stimulate the healing process. As I mentioned before, I, I really believe that microcurrent therapy is like a form of homeopathic electrical healing because you're giving such tiny doses to stimulate the body to heal itself, just like we're giving remedies, infinitesimal doses to stimulate the body to heal itself. It makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense. Mm -hmm. Now you talked about the peptides. What about the exosomes? Exosomes, well, exosomes are really the primary product of mesenchymal stem cells. The, the highest quality stem cells are produced from umbilical cord, uh, newborn umbilical cord. It's not, you know, it's not from abortions and things like that. They actually take it from women, healthy women. They have to be screened to make sure they're really good tissue. And the best is from American hospitals, so you know what you're getting. And uh, the, the laboratories that extract the stem cells from the uh, umbilical cords. And I used to use mesenchymal stem cells quite often, but the issue is that they're very large cells. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and actually we're born, with, we're born with millions of them throughout the body. Like whenever you injure yourself, you, you cut yourself really badly, what causes the healing of that injury is the regional stem cells, mi they migrate to the area because they're attracted by chemotactic, by chemical influences. And that stimulates the healing. And, and the way they do that is they, the stem cells travels to the injured tissue, regardless where it is in the body. They then adhere to the blood vessels lining those tissues. And as soon as they adhere, they uh, go into what's called a paracrine process where they begin manufacturing uh, large amounts of broad spectrum 
anti-inflammatory regenerative peptides. And then they invaginate, they take a piece of, of the plasma membrane, the cell membrane, and they make a little bubble out of it, which is an exo outside zone, outside body. And they exude that, they propel it out, and it has little markers on it that attracted to the injured cells, which, and it adheres to the cells and it dumps the, pe the peptides into it. So an exosome is really a, pack, a concentrated packet of broad spectrum anti-inflammatory regenerative peptides. So like a super peptide, it, but it's, so it's kind of like a, it's itself. kind of like a healing bandaid. Like a, it's, like well, a it's more than that. It actually, it's what actually, it's what our body actually uses to heal any, any acute or chronic uh, trauma or inflammatory process. It's the exosomes. But um, so the main difference is a stem cell is the large cell that produces the exosomes, but the ultimate product of the stem cell are the exosomes. So and, and what happens is that when you use stem cells, you have to get them frozen and you have to defrost them. They come at negative 80 degrees. And in the process of defrosting, you may probably use, lose 10 to 20%. You can't help it. And then when you inject them uh, intravenously, uh, quite a few of them will get sequestered or trapped in the lungs. So you don't get all of it in there. Um, so after a number of years, I, I found a, an excellent source of exosomes. There's a laboratory uh, in the United States. They take the exosomes and they culture them and they nourish them and then they tease them to, ex, to exude the exosomes and they, and they collect them, purify and concentrate them. So you're getting these vials of pure exosomes that when you defrost them, nothing, none of them die because they're not like a living cell. They're actually a packet of peptides. So they're much more stable you can get a, a larger amount of them. Whereas a, a vial, a 2ML vial, uh, a 2cc vial of uh, stem cells, you're usually getting about 10 million cells. Whereas in a 1ML vial, 1cc vial of exosomes, you're getting about 3 billion. So one vial of exosomes is equivalent clinically in their effect to like five or six vials of stem cells. So it's a, it's a bigger bang for your buck. And I find them to be far better tolerated uh, and more cost-effective than uh, just regular stem cells at five. So I've used them. I've injected them at the joints for healing. I've injected them intravenously for treating neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinsonism and multiple sclerosis for which they work really well on ALS, other conditions. Um, I put drops in the eyes for treating uh, chronic inflammatory processes. They, they're really quite remarkable. So they can be administered either locally or intravenously. Yes, absolutely. Now, if you're using them as eye drops, that's mainly for just like a superficial problem. They don't penetrate the eye and go into the macula or the optic nerve. Well, they, the, uh, the exosomes, you know, are very, very, very tiny. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're subcellular. So they're able to be absorbed through the, through the cornea uh, into the a deeper eye. And uh, I've seen effects with you know, macular degeneration using them. So it, maybe it's a combination of all of those things, but the peptides are also very small. Most of them are, mm -hmm. are small, so they're able to penetrate tissues as well. Mm. So um, let's talk about your, your general approach. Let's say you see somebody with an eye problem. What is your general approach uh, to evaluating them and beginning treatment? Well, usually I want to have the records from the ophthalmologist to see exactly what the diagnosis and treatment has been so far and how they're responding to it. And then I take their overall case. 
uh, you know, I see what else is going on in them that could be contributing to the ophthalmological problems. Um, you know, you need to find out, you know, are they, are they under a lot of emotional stress? Is What's their diet like? Are they exposed to toxins? Are they living next to a, 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 um, a Wi-Fi tower? You know, <laughs> what's contributing to their overall diminution in health? And correct a lot of those problems. You know, like Hahnemann talked about in the organ on the medicine, you have to let, eliminate those, those um, causes contributing to ill health. Uh, and then by stimulating with homeopathy, you'll get much better result. Um, and so I, I seek to do that, uh, to nourish them in mind, body, and spirit. And then uh, when I find a specific problem, if they're, for example, um, having macular degeneration, I will give them the supplements that I think will be supportive to them. I will watch the result uh, of the homeopathic treatment and nutraceutical therapy for a number of weeks and months. They they respond, great. If they, if they need an extra push, then I might add um, the microcurrent therapy and our, and, and our peptide or exosome therapy. So I treat each person completely individually, completely individually, and only give them what they absolutely need and see what their body does with it. You know, if they, if they respond, if they're young enough and healthy enough, um, even if you're older and healthy enough, if you respond appropriately to the simplest measures, homeopathy and nutritional therapy, that's great. Uh, if you need more, then I add it according to what the individual needs. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a lot of questions here that are coming in. And I sure. don't know if you let's, wanted let's to go for them. begin the questions. Yeah, can, you, can you open up the Q&A? Um, let's see. It's Q&A. I find that the best this. way is if people um, just join in the conversation. So those of you out there, if you want to raise your hand, and you want to ask uh, Dr. Fleischer a question, raise your hand, and then we can um, allow you to talk. Now, let's see here. The so all you got to do was, is want... click the raise hand button. Right. Okay, I think we know we don't have anybody here. Well, the first question, Ed, was uh, I want to know how to get rid of floaters. Well, floaters, you know, they're like little pieces of dead retina floating around in the, in the vitreous humor. I've got them too. I got hit in the head with a surfboard and I got plenty of floaters. And basically detoxification helps. Uh, a homeopathy and peptide can help over time. Um, and you know, what's, what's interesting is that after a while of having them, they, 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 you tend to lose perception of them. But those are some things I think detoxification is one of the best things. And another uh, question- Sometimes is, floaters what, can uh, really be nasty. Uh, but yeah, I agree. You have bad you have ones that need your help. Yeah, I, I agree that you need to look at detoxification, uh, microcurrent, the right uh, nutrition. Microcurrent can be helpful, and also light therapy. Uh, certain mm -hmm. wavelengths and certain colored uh, light can help reduce the inflammation. What's the best uh, colors for light therapy that you use? That blue and green or something? Well, the light therapy depends on the autonomic nervous system. There's a, cool. a system of uh, therapy called syntonic light. And the goal right. is to balance the autonomic nervous system. So if there's a lot of inflammation, you want to use more of the blue spectrum to push it more towards parasympathetic. the parasympathetic. If there's right. a lot of uh, anxiety, the blue spectrum. But most people that I see uh, are elderly and they have adrenal fatigue. They actually need to put more energy into their body. So you lose more of you the red spectrum. Red. 
Yeah, so there's a whole spectrum that we use, but the goal is, I mean, I'm sure you agree with me that the body cannot heal if the autonomic nervous system is imbalanced. You know, if you're under stress, the body will not heal. So light therapy helps balance the autonomic nervous system for, for healing. And homeopathy is fantastic for that too. There's a question here. I have retinal degeneration from extreme myopia. What can help? Well, you can answer that part. I mean, I, the retinal degeneration, of course, could be helped by homeopathy and, and nutritional nutraceutical support and microcurrent. Um, as far as the myopia, Ed, what would you do for the myopia? Well, myopia is kind of a, a genetic problem, but there's been a lot of studies to show that um, sugar uh, causes a progressive myopia, which is kind of interesting. You know, I think uh, sugar is a, a big poison. Um, oh, totally. White so uh, studies have shown that if you reduce the sugar early on in life, you can reduce the progression of myopia. And of course, there's a lot of eye exercises you can do. Uh, there was a turn of the century ophthalmologist, William Bates, who talked about palming, sunning. Uh, so there's a lot of modalities. And of course, good nutrition and uh, you know, constitutional homeopathy, microcurrent, all these things. We have somebody- I, yeah. uh, I prescribed a lot Ananda. of uh, Bates eye exercises. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah, Ananda. Hello? Uh, you're live if you want to Hi, ask can Dr. you hear Fleischer. me? Yep. Can, can you hear me? me? Okay, fantastic. Um, okay, I have um, macular degeneration caused by a procedure done when there was a tear in the retina. Like I had nothing else before the small tear in the retina. And then afterwards, my eye has just been a mess. It has epiretinal membrane with lines all over it and dots all over it, macular degeneration. All these things have happened after this procedure. Um, I'm very healthy. I've been vegetarian since I've been a child. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm detoxing and things like that all the time. And I do work with homeopathy and all sorts of natural medicines. Um, I couldn't catch like some of the supplements that you were naming that might be good for my situation. I couldn't catch the names because you were saying them quickly. I don't know whether it's something that I should look into myself or whether I would need to have a consultation to, do, to know dosages and things like that. So could you guide me a little bit in that way? Sure, uh, you know, I'd wanna know your whole state and to find out what, you know, the other contributing factors are um, uh -huh. to be able to pres prescribe appropriately because each individual might need a different amount of supplements and different combination of supplements and peptides. Uh -huh. So you're, you're, you're welcome to uh, contact my office for a consultation, like the, the numbers, Four three four, three six one, one eight nine six. One eight nine six. And where maybe are you located? Could, uh, maybe you could I'm put in that Virginia. in the chat. Okay. In the chat. Yeah, to put your number in the chat, and also Let's maybe see. you could uh, put the uh, nutraceuticals, Mitch, that you recommend. Put that in the chat too. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Let's see. So, okay. But uh, it's, I find it interesting that all of this uh, began with your ophthalmic procedure. So there should be yes. specific homeopathic remedies uh, to deal with that, the trauma of the surgery. 
it's the trauma of the stitch because really like even I've had like numb like it's mild but I've had numbness on my face on that side since the yeah. procedure as well so so have you been treated by uh, a competent homeopathic doctor because a lot of I, doctors call say they're homeopathic but they may have taken a weekend course no I've been right, treated exactly. with people yeah no exactly no I've been treated with people that are like you know forerunners in the homeopathic world although I do have to uh. say that very few of them have any eye knowledge like they all kind of like yeah. we don't really have this in like it's not something that they seem to like it's just the guessing a little bit and we're working with different constitutionals and things like that so i've had a hard time finding anybody who has any real experience like they're guessing like they've never really okay maybe this will work we don't really know it's more like that yeah, well that's where my uh, expertise i'm probably the only homeopathic ophthalmologist out there. Probably. So that's the advantage I have. I can really look at your pathology, what's going on with your eye, and try to, um, you know, select a homeopathic remedy. That, okay. What's interesting that is that the, uh, the, the materia medica and uh, the repertories, uh, are, the eye is really, and vision is really well represented. It's just very few homeopaths may use those sections. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, because of the language, there's a lot of terminology right. that the average medical pra understand. practitioner doesn't understand. So, right. Maybe we, exactly. you and I, could talk about that. Okay. Thank, um, thank you. Thank you. Okay. We have. You're quite uh, welcome. Thanks for your question. Uh, we have uh, uh, Susan. Let me put you on here, Susan. How are you? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, can you, you uh, we can hear okay. you. Uh huh. I'm the one who wrote in the question about the retina. Um, but he said stuff so fast I couldn't catch it. My other condition <laughs> is. <laughs> I think he's going to Susan. He's going to type. Uh, right. Well, the problem he's is. He's going to type his. Uh, he's going to type his favorite nutraceuticals in the chat. Okay. And also up. his favorite peptides in the chat. And what I'm going to do is. Uh, this is being recorded, and all of you that have signed up, you will get a list of uh, the nutraceuticals and peptides and exosomes that he recommends, okay? And okay. I also have what they call a staphyloma. Can that be, and that, it, that has affected my central vision. I have lost my independence through it. I can't read right now. I can't even write. All I see is like blurred out white stuff. I can't drive right now because I can't see down the road. I've lost the detail. When I saw my retinal specialist, which I saw on Monday, you know how they go like, well, you know, live with it or whatever. And I'm like, no, I've not lived with this. There has to be something I can take to kind of repair it. Well, staphyloma is a thinning of the retina. And I think you have high myopia, correct? Yes, extremely high. I was born that yeah. way, yeah. And the, it's the, caused by a thinning of the retina. So the thinning of the retina has caused a, a blind spot, an area that is not functioning. Correct. Uh, so my interest is that there's probably uh, retinal cells and material surrounding that staphyloma that uh, are um, uh, that, that can be regenerated. You know, you have the scar tissue, which has no function. And then you have areas that maybe we can stimulate them to improve mm -hmm. your vision. 
So that's where um, the nutraceuticals that Dr. Fleischer talked about, and also uh, doing things like a microcurrent, you know, mm -hmm. trying to stimulate those um, surrounding cells to begin to function. Now, I, I do believe that the body has the ability to regenerate. And uh, I think that, you know, miracles happen. Uh, right. You know, if you, if you cut your finger, it'll heal. So why not a staphyloma heal? You know, modern medicine doesn't believe in those things. But I do believe right. that proper, well, here's an example. When I was in my training, we were taught that the corneal endothelium cannot regenerate. Mm -hmm. If you got that wrong on a test, your back of your head was slapped. <laughs> but now <laughs> doctors, have found, doctors have found that the corneal endothelium can regenerate. So, you know, it's uh, a lot of times our thinking is limited. I, I believe miracles can happen. Mm -hmm. The body has an amazing uh, regenerative uh, property. But as Dr. Fleischer said, you know, you got to treat the person. Right. So we're not treating Susan with a staphyloma. We're mm -hmm. treating you as an individual, how this is affecting you. Uh, how is your life limited? Um, right. You know, all this. And that's the miracle of uh, homeopathy. We and, see. You know, we also taught that, uh, that people who have had strokes can't repair the brain. That part's completely lost. And yet I've had over the years, people come to me with cerebral vascular accidents and I treat mm -hmm. them homeopathically over a series of remedies. I give them specific nutraceuticals, some of the things I've mentioned here for the eyes, because a lot of the things that help the retina will also help the brain and they've recovered function. They've, you know, I've brain. had someone with partial hemiparesis that is paralysis of, of one side of the body and over a course of a year or two, it completely healed to the amazement of the neurologists and uh, neurosurgeons and, and physical therapists. But it is possible. The body has an amazing regenerative capacity if we just give it a chance by detoxifying, giving the right nutrients. Now, in your situation with the thinning of the, of the retina, uh -huh. you're going to want to give supplements that nourish the neurons. And you see the neurons, the membrane of the neurons are made of these special plasmalogens. And just as people with stroke or, you know, uh, dementia with, we have a atrophy of the brain, shrinking of the brain, you may be able to use the uh, plas special plasmalogens to gradually over time regenerate the, the neurons so they function better and you'll get a thicker layer. And we just have to see plus you might benefit from uh, peptides as well. Because I also had from a car accident nine years ago, a uh, severe concussion. And that's really then when oh. my started deteriorating even more. I was functional yeah. up until then. And I that mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because in it, homeopathy, we love yeah, it when works somebody tells yeah. us, I've never been well since. Right. I've never been Fantastic well since symptom. the car accident. Right. Then right. that kind of we focus on specific homeopathic remedies that address that. Then we problem. go to the we go to the head section, head suction, injuries after, and a lot mm. of the remedies in that rubric, homeopathic rubric, it's usually one of those remedies uh, that can help. And combining that symptom with all your other symptoms can specifically direct your healing energies towards that problem. But yes, absolutely, as is absolutely correct. We love to hear symptoms like that never well since because that's a clue to what your body needs to recover.
you what can you do next to get Greek up get help yeah so sometimes the most complex problem has a very simple solution sometimes I, I for example I had a patient who had chronic uh, low back pain and leg pain, bilateral, bilateral, both sides, sciatic of years and years and years, went through multiple surgeries, nothing helped. And then when he saw me, this is like, was like 25 years after, after, after the original injury, he had, he had fallen while skiing on his butt and he slid right into a rock and crushed his coccyx, his tailbone. And it created lightning-like pains up his back to the back of his neck. And from that point on, he had all these symptoms and all the surgeries, all the drugs he took, nothing helped. And I took those symptoms, uh, injury to the coccyx, traveling to the coccyx, shooting pains up the spine, and along with his other symptoms, gave him a remedy called Hypericum perforatum, which is St. John's wort in high potency, a few doses. And within three months, he was completely pain-free. And it was a trauma remedy based on the initial trauma, never well since. So that's just one example. You're in Pennsylvania. I'm in, I'm in Pennsylvania. How can I get help? Or, are you? I'm in Virginia. Oh, you're close yeah, by. So. He's close by. <laughs> I can drive I put to my, Virginia. I, Where in I Virginia? Put my, <laughs> I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains but between uh, Charlottesville and Lynchburg. It's very pretty here. It looks like Tuscany. How do we... How do, how do, address, how how do we get the address? We might be visiting you. <laughs> yeah, if you if you just uh, no my website. Is, no, 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 no. My well, Ed is fantastic too. I, I do a lot of uh, uh, you know on, online stuff too for people who can't travel, but my website is it's simple. It's www.cirm the number one dot org. It stands for Center for Integrative and Regenerative Medicine. Cirm one dot org. I'll put and I'll be putting chat. his. I'll be putting his address. Uh, I'll be mailing it to all of you if you want to contact Dr. Fleischer. His address. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. If you want to contact him. And if I want to contact you, how do I do that? <laughs> uh, contact me. Ed. Okay. Oh, it's my my information. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Is. Uh, healingthei.com, all one word, healingthei.com. Okay. Um, and and, um, and, I, I, Ed and I work together, so. Oh, I, good. Know, okay. Then you can tell them <laughs> if you see me, what a mess I am. No, if, if, yeah, I, we I, can, if I have an issue that, yeah, <laughs> we homeopaths consult each other because it's not a lot of us in the world, you know. <laughs> I, I know. So I, I know I was guided by spirit because I've been doing energy work, spiritual work, even for my eyes, they actually have improved somewhat, but I know I still need the physical part to be done yet. Yeah, sometimes sure. homeopathy can act as a catalyst just to stimulate right. the body in the right direction. Yes. Um, so and I'm grateful. You know, that's basically, that's a basically yeah. the underlying idea of homeopathy <laughs> is that oh. we, we're looking at all your, the, your physical and mental emotional symptoms, which what's unique about them not just that you mm -hmm. have pain in the eye or inflammation, but mm -hmm. how you experience it, what makes it better, what makes it worse. So how you uniquely experience your physical symptoms, but you also look at your emotional nature, your worries, anxieties, fears, grief, shames, whatever has molded you that. And then is your mental state, your, your beliefs, mm -hmm. disbeliefs, dreams, opinions, daydreams, delusions. And then we take all the physical and emotional, we look at the nexus, the crossroads. And then that constellation of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual symptoms that describes you as a whole person, 
that's mm -hmm. what we analyzed to find what we call the true constitutional similimum, that is the most similar remedy. That remedy acts as a bioenergetic catalyst to stimulus to give your God-given innate defense mechanism, the energy information to do what it would have done to begin with. It kickstarts your own healing engine, and then it makes anything else you use, whether it's nutraceuticals, peptides, microcurrent, whatnot, work better. So that's a base phenomenal therapy. Oh, thank you for all of that. You, this has been really a blessing for me because okay, I'm just at, at a loss. Okay, we have another well, uh, you hand, you. hand up. Uh, Santi, okay. if you could unmute yourself, you have a question for Dr. Fleischer. Yes, I do. Can you hear me? Yep, you're coming you. through. Oh, perfect. I have geographic atrophy in both eyes. I've got about 25% left of my vision. Um, I was an alcoholic for 10 years when I was very young, started drinking at eight, um, and I've been sober 44 years, and I, like this other woman that was sharing, very healthy lifestyle, um, but nothing has worked. I had dry macular that went into geographic atrophy about three years ago. I have a cup, and I've had three... Um, pretty violent head injuries. I was beaten as a kid. So um, I, I'm kind of, <laughs> it's my Hail Mary pass here, trying to find out uh, what would help. And I also have a wonderful retinologist and he was suggesting um, the shots in the eyes that have just come out through Apellus Pharmaceuticals for stimulating the complement immune system. But I'm really scared to do that. And I, if there's a way to stimulate the complement and how you feel about the complement immune system um, and would these neuropeptides uh, be another way to go, I'm really, really interested in the homeopathy. So I will definitely be giving you a call. So um, could you address that shot and how you feel about it if you know anything about um, the shot for the dry AMD? Uh, well, that's just something new, it's, it's experimental. Yeah. And yeah. typically, yeah. I'm always suspicious when something comes out from Big Pharma. Big Pharma is lying to us. Big Pharma is really not interested in curing disease. And I that's why I left homeopathy. Uh, for example, yeah. I had severe adult onset asthma, taking three medications. No one could really help me. And one homeopathic remedy cured me of my asthma. That began my quest to find out can homeopathy help with eye diseases? And to my surprise, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, the majority of ophthalmologists were homeopathic doctors. They were using homeopathic mm -hmm. remedies, doing remarkable things, but it's been suppressed by big pharma. So I would really caution you against using these injections. Uh, uh, you totally have to look at the that. underlying cause. Underlying yeah, I cause. I totally agree with that. Strengthen the body. Uh, begin with nutraceuticals, uh, maybe the peptides, the exosomes, uh, microcurrent, light therapy, all these things to help the body uh, regenerate itself. You know, you have several causes, uh, Santi, uh, that could contribute to what's going on with you. Those years of alcoholism depleted your body of a lot of nutrients. And also alcohol is a lipid solvent. It dissolves fat and it would it would damage the retina and the brain uh, and strip it a lot of its phospholipids, important membrane tissue uh, components. So to replenish those is going to be critically important. In addition, if you have under any underlying 
inflammation that's going to be addressed by homeopathy, nutraceuticals, peptide therapy, exosome therapy, and especially microcurrent. So there's a lot can be, can be done with you. Also, your history of multiple head traumas, that is something that's a single to us too. Uh, to, that has to be addressed. How much does that contribute to your, to your chronic eye problems and other issues in your health? So, but you have, with all of those things that are happening to you, it's a multifactorial approach that has to be taken in order to really restore you to health. Yeah, those symptoms that uh, you talked about, your life history is uh, perfect for a homeopathic consult because we want to find totally. out more about you. You know, the trauma you had, your tendency towards alcoholism, all these things uh, will lead us to the right homeopathic remedy that in many cases can work magic. I love it when patients tell me, I don't know what you gave me, Dr. Condra, but I, I feel so good about myself. It changes the whole <laughs> dynamics of your body. Isn't that wonderful? If you feel good about yourself, instead of having anxieties and worries and physical problems, that's the miracle of homeopathy. Oh, some people are having trouble using the chat. I don't know what's going on, but if you do have a question, type it in the Q&A. Um, okay, one of the things that's very important to understand about the homeopathic approach is that our goal is very different than, all than allopathic orthodox medicine, is that we're not just about taking away a symptom. What we are about is freedom from limitation true freedom from limitation, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, so that you can live the fullest life possible and be available to other people and, and serve the world in a Christ-like way. Freedom from limitation is the homeopathic goal. Mm -hmm. We have a question. Uh, someone had cataract surgery, develop wet macular degeneration. I'm, I'm assuming that the wet macular degeneration developed after the cataract surgery. And they have some bleeding. So that's kind of interesting because I really believe that cataract surgery can be suppressive. Uh, in other words, if you rush into cataract surgery, you're really not looking at the underlying cause why you have gotten the cataracts. So in homeopathy, if disease is not treated properly, it's pushed deeper into your body. Um, so... It could be that the macular degeneration was related to the cataract surgery and the bleeding. So we would look at uh, homeopathic remedies that have this tendency to bleed after trauma. Um, we would look at uh, what was going on in your life when you developed the cataracts. And then hopefully that would help us select a proper homeopathic remedy. But other things like Dr. Fleischer talked about, the nutraceuticals, the peptides, the exosomes, a microcurrent, all these things can help. You want to comment, uh, what also, Mitch? One of the other things I find is that when I know that a, one of my patients is going for some sort of surgery, there are uh, remedies in addition to their constitutional that, that they can use preoperatively and postoperatively that can help prevent a lot of the complications of surgery. Like, for example, one of the most common remedies is Arnica Montana, uh, leopard vein, which uh, helps prevent capillary bleeding, um, and it helps deal with bleeding or hemorrhages after trauma. Some patients might eat phosphorus, they're easy bleeder. So there's different remedies that we can give to either help prevent and or treat uh, any traumatic events or related to surgery. Okay, uh, let's see. Victoria. 
let's see, Victoria, you're you're on. Uh, you have to unmute yourself if you have a question for Dr. Fleischer. I was visiting Dr. Conrad until he moved away. And I my question is, can I fly? Can I travel by airplane? I have had the, the uh, glaucoma and now I have uh, cataracts. And the doctor here wants to operate my eyes, but I would love to go see uh, if I have to travel by plane to see you. But can I travel? Will the pressure go up? because of the glaucoma? I am uh, not- No, there's really, first of all, there's really no, no danger of pressure no. changes with glaucoma when you fly. There okay. is a problem if you have like a sinus problem because you have changes in the air dynamics when you fly with the pressure change. <laughs> but there's really no risk of air travel with glaucoma. But I, I am not seeing patients physically. Uh, all my evaluations are done. Um, on Zoom, I, I do, uh, I would be happy. In fact, I would be happy to take a look at your records. Uh, and I do this as a free evaluation. Um, you send your records to me and I'll give you recommendations. So um, Thank you. what is your question or what you have? You have glaucoma and I have, what, I have what glaucoma. is your I was examined by you, Dr. Contro, and I used the red light and the green light and um, and the microcurrent and uh, but I I see that the glaucoma has improved but the cataracts are overpowering my right eye. Mm. So we may have to reevaluate you to find out why is the cataract but it's wonderful that the microcurrent and light have helped the glaucoma. Yes. Now I don't we may have to look drop. at why. Yeah. The drops that are for the pressure, I don't use them at all because they were destroying my salivary glands. Mm -hmm. and my face was swelling. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, if you would ask your ophthalmologist, can light therapy help my glaucoma? He would probably laugh at you. Yeah. But yeah. believe it or not, in the American <laughs> Journal of Ophthalmology, in the American Journal of Ophthalmology in 1948 and 1949, there were articles published on the benefit of light therapy, lowering the intraocular pressure. Yeah. That's a peer reviewed journal. That's our top journal. So light therapy can be beneficial in treatment. And it probably, it probably needs readjustment because I have been using it like for four years, the same thing. So you probably need to uh, redirect me, right? Yeah, uh, the body, you know, Anytime you're using microcurrent or homeopathy for a long period of time, sometimes you need a change in your remedy or right. you need a change in the microcurrent frequencies. Uh -huh. Our state um, changes. Yeah. Hello, this is Robert. I'm Victoria's husband. And uh, something that has come up is that her doctor in Orlando, we're in Florida, uh, he insists on her having cataract surgery, which of course we, we don't want to do. So what is your recommendation? Um, should do you I know that they say, they say that there's no cure for cataracts, but uh, would homeopathic medicine drops or what, what is it that she can do so that her cataracts will not get worse? Um, well, uh, out of all the conditions I, I treat, cataracts are probably the most difficult yeah. uh, because you have to look at the underlying problem. The big underlying problem with cataracts is nutrition. 
I did mission surgery in Africa and Central America. And it's shocking. You see young people, 18 and 19 year olds with advanced cataract. It has to do with nutrition, in particular vitamin C. Uh, and also heavy metals. Heavy metals are related to cataracts. So uh, we have to look at the underlying cause, but there are ways of uh, reducing the cataracts uh, with homeopathic remedies, with microcurrent, but it all depends on how advanced the cataracts are. Yeah. Uh, if you have a cataract that's completely blocking your vision and you can barely see light, uh, the chances of reversing it are, are very, very slim. Yeah. But on the see. other hand, yeah. if you still see, you can make out numbers and read a little bit, then there's yeah. a good chance we can reverse it. But the most important thing I want to uh, uh, tell you is we have to find out the cause of the cataracts. Yeah. So if that uh, underlying cause is still there and yeah. that's not treated, then after cataract surgery, it could lead to problems with macular degeneration and other issues. Dr. Conrad, one thing I find very one thing I find very common in my patients who develop cataracts is they often have pre-diabetes, that is insulin resistance, which is often nutritionally caused, and that absolutely has to be addressed if they're going to heal properly. Okay. Yeah, she's not. You know what? It's interesting. The old the old time eye doctors felt that there were two poisons that caused cataracts: sugar and salt. They were the poisons. Dr. Conrad, because my wife has has seen you, you know, she saw you for years when you were down in Florida and Cypher Hills, but now you're so far away, so there's no way that she can see you, obviously, but um, because Ms. Dr. Fleischer is so close to us, and I love Virginia, so I don't mind going up there. Is that something? Dr. Fleischer and I will uh, work, work together. They work together. So if you want oh. to see him physically, uh, he can call me and we can consult. But the first thing to do is send me a copy of your records. And there's okay. no charge for this. Go to freeconsult.us. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. type that in the chat. Freeconsult.us. Send me the records and I'll make some recommendations. Okay. okay, so we will do that. Yeah. Good. Okay. We sent we sent you one not too long ago, but um do you keep the records that yeah. we send you? So you probably have them, maybe like. Yeah, I would talk to the office. Um, I'm going to type that in the chat. Free www. Free consult. Dot us. Free consult. Great. Okay. Or you. Uh, you can call the office. We still have the same number. Yes. Oh, yes. We talked to, what's her name? Chris? Chris. Chris, yes. Yeah, Chris can check the records. Uh, she can check the records. Yes. make some recommendations. But yes. sometimes you do have to physically see a doctor, like uh, Dr. Fleischer may recommend some IVs or some type of therapy that I, I can't do over the phone. Wonderful. Okay. I do, uh, <laughs> I do homeopathic consults, evaluations, uh, and they can be very effective, you know, making recommendations. Great. Okay. Thank you. Thank Dr. you Dr. so Dr. much. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Flash. Hey, thank you. Thank you. De nada. Uh, let's. De nada. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> let's see here. If anybody else, anybody else, uh, have a question, raise your hand, and let's see if there's anything in the chat. Oh, here's a good one. 
uh, dry eyes that develop after cataract surgery. Oh, my yeah, and that's a very that's common often, problem. Yeah, that's often nutritional deficiency. A lot of people are, are vitamin A deficient. That results. And in also that. they're dehydrated. You got to drink more water. Yes, that too. And I love, Not uh, I, love water. Uh -huh. I love ozone eye drops. They're yes. wonderful. Uh, I make reduce. them in my office for my patients. They're great. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of YouTube videos. Go type my name, Chondrot Ozone, and I show you as a YouTube video on how to make them. But they're wonderful for dry eye patients. They're, they're also good for very, eye infections. Yeah, eye infections. Because now a lot of swimming pools are using ozone instead of chlorine uh, exactly. to fight uh, the bacteria. And ozone highly reactive form of oxygen, which can help in uh, regeneration. Uh, chelation therapy for macular degeneration. Uh, Dr. Fleischer, you want to take that one? Chelation. If they're talking about um, EDTA, chelation therapy, ethylene diamine tetracetic acid, um, most cataracts are not necessarily due to calcium and the minerals like that or heavy metals in the eye itself. It's what the, it, it, the, it's the heavy metals in the body, whether it's lead or mercury or cadmium, they tend to uh, cause free radical oxidative stress, which is what's going to cause most of the problems in the eye and the retina and, the, and in the lens itself. Um, a lot of the, if, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the cataracts are due to uh, Zoratol and other materials that are depositing either in the in, in centrally in the lens or in the or on the subcortically in the back of the lens, um, rather than um, calcium and things like that depositing in the eye. Uh, so EDTA is not necessarily going to help that problem, but it will certainly help decrease the the burden of toxic heavy metals in the body, uh, particularly lead and mercury and, uh, and cadmium and aluminum and things of that nature, which are causing neurological damage long term. Because these heavy metals, they are not only directly neurotoxic, da damaging to the nerves, but they each molecule of these heavy metals is a very strong free radical uh, a generator. So you're having both problems. And so getting them out of the body down to a more metal level and taking proper nutraceuticals to repair the chronic oxidative stress is going to be critical to healing. I think the question was related more to, to macular degeneration. And um, one thing is that the chelation will remove the heavy metals, which are neurotoxic to the, to the retina and to the brain. And also chelation will improve the circulation to the body. And that's one of yeah. the culprits why you get macular degeneration, a decrease in circulation. So, um, you know, chelation therapy can very, be very beneficial, especially if you have heavy metals. And if you have cardiovascular disease, if you have circulatory problems, definitely look at uh, look at chelation. I've been doing IBED chelation therapy for almost 30 years now for my patients with cardiovascular disease, just heavy metal toxicity uh, generally, uh, and also for neurodegenerative diseases, and it's very effective. I just recently had a police officer, uh, a state, uh, it was actually a state trooper, and he came to me for, with memory problems because he had to be on the, he had to shoot his gun on the range uh, every week for weeks on end. And he was wondering, you know, all this lead dust floating in the air, 
you know, is that a problem for him? So we, we did a 24 hour urine and his lead was off the charts. So we chelated him for uh, about eight months and his memory came back. He's feeling tremendously better. So yes, you can, uh, chronic lead toxicity can definitely cause some significant problems. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it really benefit people who have uh, uh, high blood pressure, who have kidney problems, who have cardiovascular problems, uh, mm -hmm. neurodegenerative problems. So that in conjunction with certain nutraceuticals and homeopathy can be very, very effective. There are also certain supplements that help to dilate the blood vessels, um, niacin amongst others, that also improve circulation to the brain and to the eyes and other parts of the body that could be helpful. Yeah, one of the first things I do anytime I evaluate a new patient is to get a uh, urine challenge test for heavy metals. Exactly. And uh, this is a test where you do take a chelating agent and uh, then it'll kind of liberate that, the heavy metal, so you can measure it in your urine. The mistake is a lot of doctors, traditional doctors will just do a urine or blood test and it's not going to show any heavy metal toxicity because those heavy metals are locked into your bone, your brain, fat, different parts of your body. You have to take a chelate, chelation agent, then measure it. It's called a urine yeah, challenge It pulls test. it out. Right. We, there's a special protocol that you get, you use a, an oral chelating agent, uh, uh, usually in like DMSA, uh, demacathrosacinic acid, along with arlipoic acid. And it helps pull the heavy metals that are bound to the lipids or the proteins in the body and dump them into the blood, which can be delivered to the kidneys, and then you can urinate them out. And the arlipoic acid uh, helps to prevent them from recirculating into the brain. So those are critically important. Mm -hmm. Exactly, Ed is correct. Exactly correct. If you just do a random urine test, you will not get an accurate measure of heavy metals in the body. It absolutely has to be a, a chelation challenge test, and then you get a relative measure uh, of what's going on. And also, the blood test that they do for uh, heavy metals is inaccurate because it's our red blood cells. They measure the amount of uh, arsenic, lead and mercury in those cells, but they, they, they don't collect that much. So it's not an accurate measure and it's an expensive test. Also the hair test is just a screen, but your hair can be easily contaminated. So the only true test for assessing uh, the relative amount of heavy metals in your body is a, a 24 hour uh, provocative elemental urine analysis. Okay, it looks like um, we don't have any more uh, questions here. So. Dr. Fleischer, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Healthy Vision and oh, for sharing uh, sharing with us some new and exciting approaches to reversing uh, eye problems. And folks, uh, this is a recorded, so I'll be sending you a recording along with um, uh, Dr. Fleischer's contact information. So thanks everyone for joining. And next month, I hope to see you on Healthy Vision. You can get an update by going to healthyvision.us, healthyvision.us. Dr. Fleischer, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now. Yes. Bye. Many thanks. Yes. Many thanks.